Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Now reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene married very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise. They were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee, There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. He may be seated. May God add a a blessing to their reading, hearing, and the understanding of his word today. Mark chapter 16. Kind of an interesting chapter as we look at it. So as we begin this morning, I, I wonder if you could imagine with me that it's, that it's early morning. Well, for some of you, this is early morning. But here we are. It's early Easter morning, gathering in the sanctuary to hear some good news. At least that's what we're hoping for, right? Today is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Christ is risen. Alleluia. Amen. Well, before we get a little too far ahead of ourselves, we are reminded by the Gospel of Mark that on that very very first morning following Jesus' resurrection, the woman might not have been feeling the same way. It might not have been very excited at all. The passage that we just heard is possibly just the way Mark wanted it to end. You see, actually, in your Bibles, if you will look them up at a a later time, uh, you'll see that you're going to find a note that tells that that most of the early manuscripts end at verse 8. That was it. Verses 9 through 20 could have been added later. And if, you, and if you read them, you might agree that they don't quite sound like the rest of Mark. The words just 
They just feel different in some way. So if we were going to go to use the original ending at verse 8, we are left with something really strange. Because the gospel ends this way. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. It seems strange that this would be the ending. Why would the, why would the women be afraid? And why would they not say anything? So as I thought about this, a couple of thoughts came to mind for me. First, Jesus was just crucified. And there were probably people out looking for followers of Jesus to arrest them, or possibly even worse. If they talked about an empty grave, that just might land them in jail. So better to keep silent at least until they got back to the disciples and shared the news with them. But second, maybe they were shocked and they couldn't believe what they say. They couldn't believe what they saw at that tomb. Maybe they thought no one would believe them. Maybe they thought it really didn't happen. Maybe they didn't know what to think. After all, Scripture tells us they were trembling and bewildered. So maybe it was shock, maybe it was disbelief, or just a a multitude of unknowns. Either way, they were fearful, and they didn't want to say anything to anyone. When something like this happens, I must say that fear would be a normal response. There are many times in our lives that we're afraid that there's a lot of them uh, regarding the unknown in our lives. We fear what we don't know. This is probably because our brains work really hard at coming up with fantastical outcomes to some of the most ordinary experiences. I, I remember a time at a zoo when my kids were much younger, there was, there was this exhibit. They probably still have them. It was an exhibit where you had to guess what was inside the box. The only issue was they couldn't lift the lid until you put your hand inside the box and felt the object. Now fear rose as our hands got closer to the opening, hoping the item was at least not among the living, Right? <laughs> But what would we encounter? I mean, our imaginations would run wild. I asked my uh, youngest daughter about this. I said, could it, could it be a bug? Could it be a snake? Maybe a spider that you don't want to reach in and touch? But we have many fears in our life, whether it's fears of the dark, small places, thunderstorms, or even little bumblebees. And for a brief moment, those fears will run our lives. I've spoken a number of times about pulling a car over to the side of the road while Sherry has to get a bee out of the car for me. Just have this fear. I know they're needed, and I know that we must have them, but I have this fear of them. I mean, some of the things you think about, we'll we'll take extra steps to avoid a spider web. We'll bring flashlights with us when we know there's a chance of encountering dark spaces. 
And most of us heed the warnings when weather service uh, puts out a storm warning. Some of us will go out on the front porch and watch. And then we would avoid circumstances that would put us in places where we need to face our fears knowingly. But in those times, do we remember God's words to us? Because if you remember, one of the most repeated phrases in Scripture is this. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And do you remember why we shouldn't be afraid? It's because God is with us. Always. But yet, here we find Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome after encountering the empty tomb, running away, afraid to say anything to anybody. Why? I mean, throughout Jesus' ministry, he was teaching about his impending death. He knew it was coming, and he wanted to prepare his followers for that time when they would need to go out and share the good news of Jesus' resurrection, even if they didn't fully understand it at the time. Even in the last week, After his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, Jesus tells them to keep watch. They will not know the day nor the hour when he will return. But this means they also need to go about the business of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. The empty tomb would certainly signify that it's it's time to begin. Could this be why they are so afraid? Just the other day, I was uh, watching one of my favorite films, My Cousin Vinny, just in case anybody has watched that multiple times like I have. And, and there's a scene in there where, where Vinny is preparing to present a case to prove the innocence of his nephew. You see, Vinny is an attorney, and he wants to prove that his nephew is innocent. But in the process, he begins to feel the weight of the case. And it is hard, for, as hard as it is him, for him to admit, he tells his wife, in Vinny's words, I'm a scared. <laughs> I don't have the Italian accent to go along with it, but he's scared. And it's hard for him to admit that. But it was so interesting because his wife's response to him, you should be. You should be. The life of his nephew and his friend lay in the balance as Vinny works to prove their innocence. There is an inherent weight to Vinny's work. Lives are at stake. So maybe the fear that these women have is justified. The weight of so many lives are at stake with the message that they have been given to share. This might be the same fear that we feel when it comes to sharing our faith, sharing the good news, or just sharing the love of God with others. While it should come as second nature to want to share this love with others, there comes with it a certain fear. What if I say the wrong thing? What if the person I'm talking with doesn't want to hear about Jesus? Should I just beat them down with Bible verses until they submit? And when it comes to sharing our faith, 
A little fear is a good thing. It tells me that what you have to share is not something as flippant as who's on the top of the master's leaderboard today or who the bachelor sent home last week, but it is good news that has eternal implications. I feel that when when people tell me that they're scared to share this message of hope, grace, and love, I want to tell them, you should be. You should be. The news that you must share, even if it's just your story of faith, is one that can change lives. Your testimony should be given to transform others. When you run from the empty tomb this morning, I hope that you have an internal fear. Not that what you say will be wrong, but that if you don't share it, those around you might not ever know the difference that God has made in your life and that God can make in their lives as well. Because Jesus lives, we have hope. Because Jesus lives, we have joy. Because Jesus lives, we can face tomorrow. Unafraid. Because we know who holds our future. Do we not? We can run from this empty tomb this morning telling everybody what has happened here. Expressing the love and the grace and the joy that comes on Easter morning when we say Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. There is good news in that. News that needs to be shared. And that news comes in the way we tell our own testimony. As we run from an empty tomb. To share with the world the news that we have. Will you pray with me this morning? Gracious and almighty God. God, you have given us a word this morning of of not being afraid. God, a a word that tells us that we should share our testimony. That God, you will be with us wherever we go when we share that. And so God, I ask that you would continue to give us the encouragement that we need. Give us the testimony and the witness that, that can be shared with the people around us. So that as we run from an empty tomb, while we may shake and tremble and and have that little bit of eternal fear within us, we know that it's because a much greater story is at stake. Because if we don't share it, who will? If we don't talk to our friends and neighbors about you, And about the way that you have transformed our lives through the life, death, and resurrection of your son, who will? God, people listen to us. They listen to our testimonies. They long to hear a message of hope, grace, and love. God, allow us to truly share that with them. Allow us to truly live into the resurrection. Because Jesus lives, we can face tomorrow. Because we know 
who holds our futures. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. As we go forth from this place, on this Easter sunrise morning, go forth knowing that that God loves you, each and every one of you. God loves you so much that he would send his only son to die for you. But not just to die for you, but also to be raised from the dead in this resurrection, to give us new life. But go, knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.